Welcome to Awakening Divine Wildness, hosted by inspirational speaker and best-selling author, Mal Duane. Mal invites you to embrace your divine wildness with powerful conversations with visionary women. Listen in and learn how to move from pain and heartache to forgiveness and freedom so you can live the life you deserve. Welcome to another show of Awakening Divine Wildness. And I have to tell you, it's not every day that I get to talk to the number three psychic medium in the world. So I'm just like, oh, tingling all over. Today's guest is Tanya Melendez, and she's an internationally renowned tarot life coach, licensed spiritual counselor, intuitive life counselor, radio and TV personality, author, teacher, speaker, psychic medium, certified yoga instructor, and a religious science practitioner, and also has been practicing, learning, teaching, and counseling for over 20 years, aside from a deep spiritual understanding and practice. Tanya holds a master's degree in library and information science and school library media. She holds a bachelor's degree in English with a minor in women's studies and concentration in creative writer. We shared being together in a best-selling book this past year called Grace and Gratitude, and that's how we initially connected. She's working on many projects right now, getting ready for a wedding, living in Mexico, uh, and I am so honored to have you today. You know, I started following your post, Tanya, oh, in the uh, fire starters and the and desire map. And the posts were so beautiful. They, they were captivating. And I said, this girl's got some really good juju going on, and I need to connect with her and have her on the show. So God bless you. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you. And you use my favorite word, juju magic. I say <laughs> that's what I do, juju magic. And um, because it is all the formulations of all the things, all the credentials and things that you said that I, that I have and mixed it all up. So I call it my juju magic bag. <laughs> so thank you. And the other part is that I'm also a religious science practitioner. So that really gripped me as well. I mean, yes. you've got a lot going on here. And I know that you're dedicated to helping women and uplifting them and teaching them spiritual practice practices to empower them. But let's go back to when maybe you weren't on top of all of this. And most women that I talk to that serve the way that you do have had a challenging journey. They've had something very painful that came along, knocked them down, and in that process of getting back up, decided to serve other women. So Tanya, what was your biggest moment? What was your biggest wake-up call? My biggest wake-up call, I have to say, when I was a single mother at the age of 20, I, had, I was in college, and you know, I, I wasn't getting support from um, my family. And I said, you know, I, 
I've come this far, so I should just keep going. And so I went to school and I really dedicated myself to being a mother. But going through that experience of being a single mother, taking care of myself, taking care of this child, and then really wanting to succeed in school because then I knew I've got to take care of her. I've got to do something that is going to empower both of us and allow me to continue doing. So I became a librarian because I said, okay, I was 27. So I was the youngest one in my class, of course. And I decided to go full time. And it was when I decided to go full time. I was, like I said, 27. I had graduated college and done all those things, but I couldn't like really get into my groove. And I was like, you know, I didn't go to college to do this and do that. And so it was when I was in library school because I was in school with a lot of older women and they had lost their fire. They lost their steam. And even getting into the program as a young African-American or biracial woman, um, a single mother, um, working or, you know, not having, I was working like a part-time waitressing job. And so the committee came to me and they said, you know, you've got all these, you know, things against you. So we're going to let you try this program, but if it's not for you, we want you to know, we understand. So it was like, they gave me this pity pat on the back, like, we're going to let you do this. Cause you know, you're you're, we need you in this program as well. I was going to Rosary, which was going through a switch into Dominican University. So it was a, a Catholic university. And for numbers, I won't get into that, but they needed my presence in the program. But they gave me this pad, this padding. And I said, you know, they've already counted me out. And I said, you know what? I am going to show them what I am made of. And so it was a two-year program. And I had told them, I said, I want to finish this in the year. There's no way for you to do that, darling. No one has ever done that. You have all these other factors against you. And I said, watch. And so I did that two-year library science program in one year. And I got so much resistance from the women that were my teachers. Like, oh, I had one library, uh, my cataloging teacher. You're pretty, what are you doing here? And I said, now, isn't that something? You know, she discounted me. And so I wanted to, women of color and women all around to recognize that you don't have to be discounted and that how we discount each other. And I said, I will never discount another woman. I did study women's studies for a reason. And I said, you know what? I would never want to do that. And so it became my mission then, like I said, to be a good mother. And I said, okay, if I can be a good mother and provide this home and stability for my daughter and do that also for myself, because I was included in the package. And then, um, I had always, my mother had always been a seeker. She was always looking, always looking, always looking. So I always had a spiritual, underflow and everything that I did. And I had started with tarot cards when I was 13 and crystals and all of that when I was much younger. And I, I just said, you know what, it's education and it's not education in the school. It is knowing that we can do it. And so after I graduated library school and I was working with kids, I was working in the school libraries. I said, you know, I want to work with kids because that's where we can really start. And and, and, and building their education and loving themselves. And then the administration part, I said, I'm not up for that. You know, I'm not into the game. I'm not into, you know, how to be an employee. That was never me. I'm always a rebel, you know? And so I was like, eh. 
I've been a librarian for a while. Let's try something different. So I stopped. I just, I quit in the middle of the year because I said I wasn't happy. And I was so, so at a lonely, dark place. I was drinking. I was smoking. I was in bad relationships. But on the outside, I was being the good librarian, the good mother. But on the inside, I was tormented. And so I started doing yoga. And at that time, also Eat, Pray, Love had just come out. And I was like, oh, my God, Elizabeth Gilbert, I love you. And it was before she got Oprah famous. I mean, the first time the book came out, it was such a, you know, it was she was nobody. And so but and then after meeting her and reading Eat, Pray, Love, I said, this is what I'm meant to do. So I thought I was going to be a great yoga teacher. And so I went to Kripalu and lived in the ashram for a month and did all my yoga things. And when I was there, it accelerated my intuition to a, a way that I had no idea that it was going to come out. And then when I came back from yoga school, I started doing tarot readings um, on Thursday nights at a coffee shop to supplement me doing 15 or 16 yoga classes a week. And so then I got word of mouth. People said, oh, my God, this tarot reader. And I'm running all over town teaching yoga classes. And then, oh, can I come to your house? And, oh, can you do my party? And so it just really grew for me deciding what I didn't want and what I did want. (laughs) And so the journey was definitely a long one. That is amazing because I, I love your honesty here that you were really living a dual life showing up, doing the work as a librarian, but yet you said you were very tormented, very dark, you were drinking, you were in failed relationships. So I'm I'm assuming, because I know for me when I say that, I was looking for validation from men. Yes. I was looking for appreciation because yes. I didn't have it in myself. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, if these people pay attention to me and show me that they're interested, then then that makes me worthwhile. And that's just, you know, cow dung. It's the worst formula ever. So how long did that dark period go on for before you were brave enough to step out of it and grab the bull by the horns? Well, uh, let's see. I... I base everything basically around when my daughter went to college. And so she, I have to say, it was like when she, when, gosh, it was 2003, 2004, Mm -hmm. when I really, I saw a Science of Mind magazine and had Marianne Williamson on the cover. And I said, this is what I've been looking for. And so I went to the first science of mind church in Chicago with my Reverend Mark Anthony Lord. Mm -hmm. And I said, this is where I belong. These are the people I want to be with. And so I started just, I started taking the classes and it made sense and it sunk in. And this was the kind of God that I understood. And I said, this is who I want to be and where I want to be. So I just really let that grow within me. And, and then I decided, why can't I just do it? Why do I have to stay in Chicago? Why? Who says I can't go and and travel the world? Who says? And I finally, again, got out that rebel in me and said, why not? So I got my passport, my daughter's senior year. And I said, I want for my birthday, I want you to get your passport because I know I'm going to be traveling. And I just decided that this was what I was going to do. I was going to take my tarot deck and go. And so I gave myself permission to have that life that I thought I missed when I was, you know, being the mom in my early 20s. I never traveled. You know, I had a small child. I never even, you know, um, my first trip by myself 
I think the first time I was on an airplane, I was 23. And then I was so guilty because my, she was a baby at that time. And, um, yeah. And then I just decided that I wanted to be happy. I wanted to do some of the things that I had dreamt about and it was not too late. And so I went at 38 and I said, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm leaving Chicago. And I took all I learned and my science of mind and all of my yoga and all of my everything. And I, I hit the big world and, um, I was traveling around Spain and I was traveling, I was living in Madrid and then I came back to the United States and I was like, you know, there's more for me in Europe. I know I need to go back. And so it's all I did was just travel and, and, and live and go back and come back. And then I was waitressing in Key West because I had been traveling and I said, I don't want to go back to Chicago. I don't want to go to a city. I want to go to the beach this time. <laughs> and so I said, let's go to Key West. And so magically it happened. And then I was waitressing in Key West and got an email from this TV show in Russia. And I thought it was a joke. You know, I I was like, this is spam. How did I get this? How did they get my email though in the spam? And so I had one of the Russian girls read it for me. And she's like, oh my God, Tanya, they want you to be a part of this TV show. And I was like, what? How did they find me? My YouTube channel. I had been doing videos and tarot readings every week for three years. I think I had five or six people at a time, maybe watching the video, maybe 20 at that time. And they had seen them and, and asked me to be on the show. So they flew me from Key West to Kiev. <laughs> and that was the start of what you see now, this real truth and revealing. Because once I allowed myself to be who I wanted to be, that psychic medium, the tarot life coach, then all of the everything opened to provide me the way to be that psychic medium, the tarot life coach, and then become number three psychic in the world. So it was, um, we'll have to talk about that too, because it was quite an adventure um, doing that. But it's about the becoming. It's about and the permission. And you gave yourself permission. And that's, I think, the major component here that most women do not do. Because they, they feel guilty. Back. Yeah. Yeah. They feel guilty. Their kids, their friends, their family. What are they going to say? I, yeah. uh, you know, I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too this. I'm too that. All these reasons why we can't be who we want to be. You know, I'm 45 and I, I never thought I'd be a TV star at 40. I, again, I thought those days were over, but I was on TV at 40 and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And, you know, because again, I gave myself permission to do it. I was terrified. I had no idea what I was doing or what I was up against. I thought it was a little tiny show. And when I got there, because again, I couldn't find anything on the internet because it's all in Russian and Ukrainian. So I was like, what am I getting myself into? And so many people were, oh my God, didn't you see Taken? They're going to sell you on the black market. You're going to go into sex slavery. You can't go to Ukraine. So many people were scared for me to go. And I said, this rebel in me is saying go, because I knew it was a gift. I knew more than anything that it was a gift. And it was also to show me that I could do it. That is so exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what would be your advice to a young woman today that wants to break out of the routine that doesn't feel right, that doesn't serve her, that's not helping her to expand and grow? What advice could you give them to say, look, this is what you need to do? Listen to your heart. 
more than anything because I have a I have a 26 year old daughter (laughs) yeah have a reading with me because and and you know what the thing is too because I love this this isn't just oh I'm a tarot card reader this was my hobby when I was 13 years old I have some of them the out of print books because again being the librarian in me and the nerd in me the extrovert in me or the introvert in me I've always been collecting these books and studying these cards since I mean, most of my life. What drew, and so for what drew me, you to them originally? Young age. I, what what was it that caught your eye? I was I was I, I knew I was a medium and a psychic when I was eleven years old because I was getting messages and I was finding things and I was being guided to things. I was one of the weird girls. I just wanted to sit in the library. I wanted to sit in nature and be with the crystals. I was very much an introvert, very shy even. And then once I blossomed, once I allowed that part of me, that magical part, that mystical part to start emerging, the rebel came out because I was like, that's not the only way you could do it. I was very unmanageable with my mother, you know? because I knew that there was more. I knew there was more. There was more. There was more. And the tarot provided me that moreness. And it was it was definitely the tarot that always guided me. All the places and things that I've ever done have always been with the guidance of my tarot. I wouldn't have gone to Ukraine had it not been with the guidance of my tarot and my angels and, you know, things like that. Because I know what tarot is and see a lot of people see them as a fortune telling tool, but tarot is really a personal Bible. It was created by the Egyptians as, 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 um, a tool of enlightenment and education. And the reason they're in card form is because they were on scrolls and the scrolls were always being stolen. So what they decided to do is to put them on cards and make them pictures. So then the people that were stealing the scrolls wouldn't be, what are these pictures? What do all these weird pictures represent? But only the people, the high priestesses and the high priests who had been educated and the ones that created the cards knew what they meant. So then they got dispersed throughout all of Europe and all of, you know, Africa and all those different countries, the Romanians, the Bulgarians connected and combined. And then they became the gypsies. If you think of the word gypsy, it is just the E taken off of Egyptian. And so the the gypsies, the reason people feared them with their special magic and their cards is because they did have the esoteric wisdom of the ancient Egyptians and those cards. Uh, I know the Italians take claim for the tarot deck, but it's, it's a lot of other countries claim the first deck as well. It's kind of that urban legend thing. So this tarot is really a spiritual guidance tool for each of us. And then someone with like myself with um, a high knowledge of the cards and also the gift, you know, the um, energy of um, being intuitive allows the cards to really speak to your spirit. So all I ever do is talk to your spirit. I, I don't do anything else but listen to your spirit when I give you a session. I don't need the cards. For you right now, Mel, I can tell you right now that your biggest joy, there is some child energy around you that is really lightening your soul. I don't know if it's a new animal, a new baby around you, but there's a very innocent energy that's really bubbling up around you that's really bringing you a lot of joy. Did you just get a new animal or did someone around you have a baby or a pregnancy? Um, I have a new granddaughter that's a year old. I have five Mm -hmm. grandchildren. 
but I have a new one that's a year old. I'm going to see her next week in California. Oh, no wonder. Yeah, no yeah. wonder. I was, yeah. there's this so I'm really excited energy. to see her. Yeah, She's just I could, adorable. that's why I said it's yeah. bubbling. It's yeah. bubbling. That's yeah. why I could feel this child around you. And she has a very strong energy to your grandmother. Oh, to my grandmother. Huh? Yes, to your grandmother. So your grandmother has some energy with her. Interesting, yeah. because now um, my granddaughter is uh, the daughter of my stepson and his wife. So mm. they're not my natural children, but I do have these wonderful five grandchildren through three wonderful stepchildren. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, to me, they're my family. I, I know they are because yes. when you connect with a family with people, you become and there's a reason. There's a reason that you came into this family. Mm -hmm. And so there is a strong connection. And I think there's some past life energy with your husband and the children that are around you. Now, I'm no longer with their father. Mm -hmm. We got divorced a little over a year ago, year and a half ago. I discovered a very painful betrayal that had been long term mm -hmm. and the situation couldn't be resolved. So there was I no understand. But the children are still important yeah. to you. Yes, and oh, so I absolutely. Yeah, so that's what I like. I said there's a definitely energy around the children for you, and that's very important for you. There's a next step coming for you. Mm. Are you working on a coloring book or something like that? No, I'm probably gearing up to write another book though. Okay, I've written. Yeah, I felt uh, a coloring book around yeah. you. Oh, oh, this is fascinating. I love it. <laughs> yeah, not oh. like a, a, an adult coloring book. Oh, and there's a, yeah, I saw you with um like paints. And, and pencils and things like that, like okay. an adult coloring book, like okay. affirmations or something like that. Oh, because I, I love doing all of that. Mm -hmm. You know, I discovered Science of Mind in 2002 by the little magazine, yes. which I still get every month. Yes, me too. You know, here me I too. am, 2017, 15 years later. Yes. I read the little magazine, and I also usually read something from the actual text. I just yes. find the teachings they they just resonate with me i i just love and i've done many of the courses i love their teachings on how we know god better yes. than anybody else's yes yes and i'm also a student and a teacher of a course in miracles i love a me course too. in miracles yes i love a course in miracles because it is really the only book that I've been able to resonate with that I keep it like seriously Mel here's my book it's my tarot cards and my course in miracles like oh. I keep it open and ready oh. and and right there and you know and and that's the thing you know one of the biggest challenges we have and why I love working with people is to remind them that spiritual being spiritual is not something else you have to do it is a part of who you are yes and, and, you know I tell my clients all the time, a love shower, start in the shower. Just, I love myself. I love myself. I love myself doing your makeup. Look how beautiful I am. So I am awesome. I'm here today because I woke up. I'm winning. You know, we have so many opportunities to step into our greatness and we use those opportunities to tear ourselves down. All we got to do is turn that, turn that just shift the perspective. And so that card, the tarot card would be the hangman. You know, we have to just shift our perception because we've been told that we need to have better booties, bigger boobs, bigger lips, 
straight, long, blonde hair, be a size two. We've been told all these stories. And so we keep trying to fit into this form. Mm. But I'm a rebel. I have always been a rebel. I don't want to fit into any form. If you tell me to go left, I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going right. That's because you <laughs> Me told too, me girl. To <laughs> I've I always listened to the beat of my own yeah, drum. <laughs> I definitely, you know. And so, and that's what we, that's the advice I would listen to you. Yes. You know, my daughter now, I love having her and her, you know, she's 26. She's doing desire math and, you know, she's into all the science of mind. She's got her, you know, stuff that she does. And, she's understanding how life works differently, you know, and I've raised her in this vibration. And so she still has her struggles, but she understands ultimately that I want her to do what, what's best for her. I even tell her, stop asking other people, you're asking them your opinion, validate you, give you the stamp of approval. You know what I mean? Beautiful. Uh, because that's the thing. We keep looking for other people to tell us who we are. We know, we know that we are and who we are. We just have to accept that. Tanya, I believe that our soul already has all of that information within yes. it. But as you said, our perceptions, our opinions, the false images that we gravitate to, that we think somehow that's the way we should be, is what clouds over our vision about the divineness of who we already are. That is the trick of the ego all over the place. Because, again, it's the unlearning. Again, our society is constantly telling us that we're not enough. Constantly telling us. Magazines, newspapers, our bank accounts, we're never enough. We're never going to be enough until we something magically happens or somebody comes and makes us a millionaire, a superstar, something like that. And the thing is, all we have to do is really look at the people that we're admiring. What are they doing? They're doing what they love. One of my favorite examples, Beyonce. Yes. There's videos of her dancing and singing from the time she was a child. We see videos of her dancing and singing when she was a teenager. We see dancing and singing now. She has never strayed from the fact that I am Beyonce, the dancer and singer. This is who I am. She's never strayed. We stray. We start working for the, we, we go get the job. We go to school. We do what everybody else tells us we're supposed to do. But all that time, and I'm sure even to this day, she even congratulates college graduates. She didn't take that path. When everybody was saying, you should go to college, you should go to college. She's like, something's telling me I need to just be Beyonce. If we just stay being who we are, we know that's what our spirit child is. I've always, like I said, librarian. I am one of those extrovert introverts. I'm a Cancer Leo, so I'm on my birthday is July 22nd. So it's the last last day of Cancer. That's me home with my books, cooking and having the home for everybody to come to. And then I've got my Leo. I'm that lion's mane. You know, my big afro is usually out, and I'm the extrovert. But how I balance that again is by spirit. Because my spirit knows me. My spirit knows that I'm, I love being home amongst my books. But if you give me a conversation starter, I can definitely, you know, do this. And so we just have to let ourselves be ourselves. I'm a Leo I'm, I'm, girl. I'm oh, a Leo. See, there, oh, yeah. I'm a there true Leo. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. orange and hot pink and, you know, 
Yeah, I'm definitely a Leo. What, mm -hmm. um, it, on the tarot, which one, is there a deck that you prefer to work with? Oh my goodness. Oh, this is a, a hard question because I, I love the tarot. I just, I love them. And there's so many amazing decks out there. The one that I've used for the last 20 years is the Hanson Roberts deck. And I actually, I don't, I didn't bring it with me. It's in with all my other decks, but I also have, and that's the deck I use to work with people. Then I have my own personal decks that I only use for myself mm -hmm. because again, the energy shifts, you know? And so the Hanson Roberts, it's a classic, um, tarot deck. It's one of the oldest, or I shouldn't say, but it is pretty old, um, <laughs> And, um, because it's got the classic energy, but I love the goddesses and I love the cosmic and the wild unknown. I just, I love tarot and I have uh, many, many books and many, many decks. And it's one of my favorite things is to go to stores and they have decks. I'm like, Oh, you know, my favorite bookstore is Namaste bookstore in New York city. And so every time I go to New York, I always go there and see Where my friends. It? Namaste bookstore where I have the oh, I'll, address. I'll Google it. I'll Google yeah. it. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Oh, please yeah. Please tell them your friend is Tanya. Um, okay. Chino is the owner. Mm -hmm. I go at least once a year mm -hmm. um, and, 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 and hang out with them and um, do my stuff in New York. And, and cause I just, I love tarot cause there's always so many different interpretations. And one of the gifts that I really am looking forward to and getting married and, and all of that is my husband is an artist. My I just said it. My husband, my soon-to-be husband, is um, an artist, and we are creating a tarot deck. So, so you have your own deck. Own so. deck, yes. Oh, so we are definitely exciting. working on that. So it's and it's very exciting because he is a true artist. He comes from a family of artists, and um, his brother owns a gallery here in Mexico, and and all of that. So this is something completely different from for him. And it's about him being him, going back to that same thing. We're creating something from what we both love. And I'm sure never in his life did he think he'd be creating a tarot deck, but here we are. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Now, um, at the beginning, before we started the show, you mentioned that you do have a couple of really nice giveaways on your website. And I'd love for you to just briefly describe them for us. So I put together a sacred living. It's a three-part video series. And the reason I did this video series, because right now there's so much going on out in the world. And so many people are lost. I've been hearing people complaining about long-term illness. Like this cough won't go away. And then it's sunny. And then it's snow. And then this political stuff and all this other. It's making people really razzed. And the energy level in the United States is really low. And so the sacred living video series to me, it was my gift of saying, look, I know it looks crazy out there, but if you can come in, if you can just give yourself five, 10 minutes, instead of looking on your phone, spend 10 minutes li listening to you, you know? And so it's a three-part video. The first one is the four spiritual laws of intuition, because there are spiritual laws of intuition. You know, it's more than just listening. It's more than just tarot cards. It's knowing yourself. And so then video two is about manifesting. We've got it all wrong. We keep thinking of law of attraction and manifesting and all of that. We have everything. Look outside. Manifesting is really about vibration. I, again, 
people like now there's this big energy all the women around me they're like you're getting married because I was the biggest I'm single I love being single I like you know having my variety <laughs> kind of thing and they're like wow you attracted this amazing love and I said no I didn't attract it I was vibrating it and he was vibrating it too so it's not about I was attracting I was thinking about it all day in fact I wasn't even thinking about it and then magic just happened, you know, and that's how manifestation works. And so it's about that. And then I'll share a quick story with you about manifestation as well, too. And then the third video is about success, you know, and another thing is we think about success is outward, success is inward. Any day that we're allowing ourselves to make life affirming choices that are being responsible, responsibility isn't paying bills and being on time. Responsibility is taking care of yourself, being and, and making affirming choices that are positive for your highest and best good and for those around you. Responsibility has nothing to do with bills and time, mm-hmm. you know? I agree, and, girl. And so um, the story I wanted to share about manifestation, and it relates to this video series, is this morning I was standing waiting to get my juice, and this man looked at me and just stopped, and then he just started speaking words in Spanish, but it was like mumbled Spanish, and so everybody around couldn't understand him either. I'm like, what is he saying? And then he put out this 20 peso out in front of me, and you know, I could tell he wanted me to grab it, and I was like, what am I supposed to do? So I went to reach for it, and then he grabbed my hand, and then he just wouldn't let go, and I'm like, is this a blessing? And my fiance is looking at me like, let her go, let her go. But I could tell it was sincere. He was just looking in my eyes and whatever he was saying, he wanted me to have this. And soon as I took it in my possession and had it in my hand and he finally walked away, I was like, I'm going to give it to somebody. I was like, cause it wasn't for me. He wanted to bless me, but I knew that the blessing was really for someone else. So I uh, put it in my pocket and I go and make a purchase and I was like, oh, I'm going to go buy myself some flowers. Oh, and now instead of 40 pesos, I have 60 pesos. I'm on my way to the market and I get to the market and I look in my pocket and I have 40 pesos. I was like, so whoever was supposed to get that 20 peso got it because I said I was going to give it away. And I was thinking of some of the the women that I see in the market who are always shaking their cup in front of me. I was like, oh, maybe today I'll give it to her because I give every... Every week I give. And I was like, wow, this is my giving money now. And it was gone before I reached, you know. And I said, and that, and it just happened this morning. And I was like, wow, angels, thank you so much for giving me that experience. That is how close our prosperity is. That is how close love is. That is how close anything we need is. It comes to us when we vibrate with it. So that was a message to me that I'm vibrating with prosperity because it was drawn to me. I didn't go out saying I'm attracting finances. It was drawn to me. And then again, like it says in A Course in Miracles, to give is to know you have received. Yes. And so as soon as I got it, I knew it was for me to give. And that's why Spirit said she doesn't have to know who the person is who gets it. She was already giving it. And that's why not at 40 didn't fall out of my pocket, just at 20. Oh, and so it was just such a beautiful, beautiful. story I had to share oh, with I love you. That. Thank you so much yeah, for sharing. You're that. welcome. This you're has welcome. been wonderful. I've loved every minute of sharing this time with you. Thank you so much again for taking time out of your very busy schedule. Thank and, you. And we wish you a wonderful wedding. Thank you. I'm so yeah. excited. Oh, bless you, girl. Thank you so much, Mel. It's been a pleasure so much. Thank you so much for letting me be here with you today. Bless you, girl.
Thank you. We'll talk soon. Namaste. Namaste. Thanks for listening to Awakening Divine Wildness. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and please leave a favorable review at iTunes. Be sure to visit Maldwain.com for Mal's six-part video series, Heal Your Wounded Heart and Reclaim Your Worth.